Welcome everybody to Too Legit to Crit, a tabletop role-playing podcast hosted by two guys who, instead of slaying the dragon, would be more likely to offer it a once-in-a-lifetime multi-level marketing opportunity, which is in no way a pyramid scheme. That was involved, you weren't kidding, Jesus. <laughs> I did I did tell you, I did say you did. I'm 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 going elaborate on this one. You did, you did, you went you in know. deep. Yeah, I yeah, I thought, you know, why not? Let's let's embellish a tiny bit. I'm kind of running out of other shit to say, to be honest. And some of the things I want to say, I really can't, so mm. we have yeah, to no, behave so, a little bit. Just a little yeah, so, bit. Some of the funniest ones I come up with are like, nope, can't say oh. that. <laughs> you're like writing, you're really proud, you're reading, you're like, oh no. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. That's that's gonna be that's gonna be bad. <laughs> All right, but my name is John Santana. I am still Justin. Hello, I'm still pouring Justin. myself a drink as well because I decided. Oh, the bar cream being, soda. Um, yeah, obviously. You're you're a man of exquisite taste. <laughs> I'm a man of culture. You are. Yeah, I was drinking bar bubble gum before that. <laughs> oh, uh, my my beverage of choice is Fanta watermelon. Nice, nice. Well, you see, like, work got me a really nice mug for okay. my anniversary of being with the company. Um, and I realized that sounded really sarcastic when I said it. It's not. I actually really like it. It's really cool. Let me take a sip and then I'll show you. Justin's work, no, he doesn't. He was shitting on it before we started recording. So it's, like, things I do in my spare time. And then it's all just variations of, like, gaming. <laughs> it's like... Play games, think about games, watch games, stream games, dream about games. And I, like, I got it and I read it and I was like, this is accurate. <laughs> no, I mean, it shows I don't know you too well because if I were to buy you that mug, it'd all be variations of masturbating. <laughs> Just all variations of wanking. <laughs> They bought me a work-appropriate one because I can use this at work. <laughs> I've decided after a conversation we had last night, um, I'm mm-hmm. going to use, I'm going to try fit in the word wanker as much as possible during this show because apparently, <laughs> you know, people we were playing word, with man. last night like yes. it as a word. So it is you know, we got to give, got to give the crowd what they want. Lots <laughs> of wankers. I mean, yeah. I'm so surprised you, you didn't put it in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait for next week's. <laughs> so how have you been keeping, buddy? I've been good. Um, like, yeah, things have been going well. I've been playing Dice again, which is great. Um, although at our Fabula game this week, um, my, my daughter leaned in and whispered to me that we were all playing Dice wrong because we were talking too much. I know. I know, but she did tell me I was her best friend. So she did. She did. You are one of her best friends. You are one of three. She is, you know, she is forgiven for any any slights. And to be fair, she was right. We weren't playing dice right. No, because we were we were, you know, we role were all playing. playing. We, yeah. Yeah, we weren't playing dice. So yeah. So she was right. Yeah. But yeah, it um, was a good session. It was a was a it very was, good session. I got to fight another Saiyan. <laughs> You did. You got. Yeah, we got our asses handed to us. We did. We did. We got. We got put in our place. Yeah, it was. I. I kind of saw it coming about a round in. Went. Oh yeah, we're not going to win this one. 
Uh, for, for me, it was the uh, the second the other Saiyan went Super Saiyan 2, when I can only go Super Saiyan 1. That that was yeah. the point. I was like, oh, we're losing this one. <laughs> oh, this, yeah, this is a lose-lose match. This is, yeah, okay. Yeah, no. <laughs> I did like the discovery of the interaction between counter-attack and counter-attack. Yes, that was good. Um, <laughs> that so was you, fun. So technically, you could do that indefinitely. Forever. Yeah, you know. there there is technically no end to the counter attacks. Um, it's just the first one to roll an odd number loses. <laughs> yeah, that is that is true. Uh, we also played some more dice last night, didn't we? We did. We played some more dice last night, and that was really fun. Um, yeah, once and once again, we got together with our friends yeah. over at Crossing the Nerdverse. They they joined us, and we carried on the the trials and tribulations of the rebel claws we did and it was it was good it was a uh, it was, it awesome, was, not, it was so not a fun. huge amount of dice rolling in that one no but it it worked i think it was i think as well like we, we explored a, for, uh, a few more that was really hard to say for some reason mechanics this time as well um like because yes. i think we're all getting a bit more familiar with the system um so like the like the resisting and stuff like that we we explored a bit more mm. stress relief we explored quite a lot <laughs> um and then the the age old uh, did we level up conversation at the end <laughs> i'm sure i did this no no you didn't <laughs> what do you say <laughs> But yeah, it was um, it was really good. It was awesome to was. kind of see those guys again, was, and yeah. you know, just to share a table with them. It was, yeah. you know, they're, they're such a good fucking bunch, man. They are, man. It was so much fun. Yeah. And again, like you know, we 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 all kind of fell straight into our uh, roles within the in the crew straight away again, which was cool. And yeah, it was it was just nice to have. Yeah, it was a really good. Um, it was a really good fun session. And, you know, if you guys haven't listened to Crossing the Nerdverse yet, just stop listening to us. Go listen to them for yeah. a bit. Okay, go listen to people that know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, go listen to them. They're actually a lot more professional than we ever will be. Um, but, yeah, so go check them out. Go listen to them. It was, you know, that we had such an amazing, such an amazing time. And I'm hoping to to release the episode probably sometime later this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so other than that, I haven't really done very much as opposed to what's coming fucking this week. Yeah. Where I, I have um, one, two, three, four, four games. Jesus. So I'm playing on Wednesday. <sighs> Abomination Vaults is back mm-hmm. for one week because I'm away next week, but we're back for one week. Uh, we are then Delta Greening on yes. Thursday. Sans me. Sans you. You are once again gallivanting. I wouldn't go that far. I'm you are once again a... living the high life in the... <laughs> living in a Premier Inn. <laughs> Just in outside the... of London. In Monaco. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> You're having Ferrero Rochers on the back of a yacht in Monaco. That bit might uh, be true. The Fro Rocher, it's not the not another yacht in Monaco. <laughs> yeah, you can buy them for about nine quid in Sainsbury's, man. It's yeah, just just to feel like a fancy bitch and have some Ferrero Rocher in my occasion. hotel room. <laughs> Ferrero Rocher and Moncherie. 
Although oh I can't gadget. do my I can't do monster anymore because they've got alcohol in them. Oh. Yeah. Same. Uh um yeah, so you're you're gallivanting, so I will be tormenting your companions. Fine. Lots of tormenting. Uh then I've got Pathfinder on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the lodge with for some Pathfinder Society, and then wrapping that up on uh, on Saturday evening with some more Pathfinder when I get home, my homebrew. Well, I am also playing some dice this week, even though mm-hmm. I'm away for work. Are you cheating on get, me? When I get back, no, when I get back on Saturday, uh, I am starting a new story okay but by starting a new story i mean restarting the story that i started with a group of players that are going to be available more often uh- <laughs> is this your pirate campaign it is so we're restarting that um because some of them want to play some new characters we've got uh one new player to replace the player that's not coming back mm. um so yeah so we're going to do new characters and stuff but yeah restarting that um, which will be fun. Um, and yeah, so that's going to be exciting to continue that and, and get that awesome. uh, up and running again. Yeah. That is absolutely awesome. Um, and then, you know, on Sunday, I, I'm not dicing, but we will be recording our episode yes. on Sunday because I won't be around to do the live episode. So mm-hmm. we will be going back to our old ways and recording yep. it and releasing it the day after. Yes. Uh, and then after that, once again, um, collaborating with Eric from Crossing the Nerdverse, mm-hmm. I will be on a podcast roundtable that he is hosting, where me and a bunch of other people in the podcasting um, world will just sit around and we'll just talk about how we got started. and Just chat shit. Just chat and shit. now and- you know the truth. It was your idea. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so if anybody's actually listened to the interview that I had with uh, Matt Elfring along uh, Casual Yelling, there was one point where I went, I can't remember whether it was Justin or I who came up with came up with the, the podcast, who, you know, suggested starting it. And Justin has corrected me. It was indeed me. It was, yes. I, I made a joke about uh, we should have recorded that because we spoke for ages. Um, and then John was like, should we, should we just do it? And I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it does kind of make sense. Cause I had been wanting to do something for a long time. Um, yeah. I just didn't know what, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And inspired by, <laughs> inspired by Kevin Smith, who basically said, look, if you want to create yeah, something, it, create it, it. Yeah. put it out, don't put it out there for viewers, for listeners, put it out there for you. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. And, mm. you know, you gave me the the inspiration. Oh. All right. So, yeah, I've got a topic this week. Yes, something you do. I wanna, there's something I want to talk about. Yes. And this is something that, you know, I'd have, I've seen kind of thrown around in threads from time to time. And I think it's something that, that we may have touched upon previously, but we really haven't kind of dived into and i think we i think we ought to and so the topic is as follows once that decides to load (laughs) um so when people are 
you know, rather than kind of going um to new players, let's go to let's take a look at people who are already playing a system. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the times when we start, we kind of go into this this shell of okay, this system for me this is, is my system. Yeah. This is role playing. This is what I do. This is mm. and anything else does seem foreign and it seems um scary and it seems mm. you know, it seems intimidating and and all this. So I want to I want to see if we can actually brainstorm some advice not only for players who want to learn new systems but also for GMs. Mm that are helping people learn new systems. And I know this this kind of touches directly at you because you very recently have kind of branched out from, yes. you know, your abusive relationship with Wizards of the Coast. <laughs> I mean, have I, have I really... <laughs> That's it. They're standing behind you there. They're standing behind you going... Literally looking Fair over enough. my shoulder. <laughs> Fuck, I better not embarrass me. Um, I'm going to send I some think... Pinkertons round. <laughs> I think I'm for gonna, me, right... I'm the... going to fuck his license up. <laughs> I think for me, the issue that I had uh, learning new systems is I got so used to how we do things in 5e that I would always try in my brain to think of the 5e equivalent, right? When I was trying to learn it. Um, And I really struggled with things that weren't D20, like that, sorry, anything that was a D20 system, I really struggled with because my brain would always go, that's not how it works in 5e. That's not how it works. That's not, that's not, that's not. And I think the biggest bit of advice that I could give to somebody learning new systems, like I have been doing this year, try and forget everything you know about role-playing games. Mm -hmm. Um, And read it as if it's the first time you've picked up a book. Um, Because you will stop comparing them and you'll start to look at I mean, I, I've now started to look at how to incorporate some of the stuff that I've learned in other systems in my 5e games. Um, things like the, um, the, the group, um, the group initiative in Fabula, for example. Mm, yeah. Right. Stuff like that. Because I really like that. And I think there are times in, in 5e, like if you are doing a group thing, right. So if, for example, right with my, pi- uh, my pirate campaign, if we're doing something for the ship, that's a group initiative role in my eyes. But I'm going to be using the fabulous mechanics for that. Whereas before, I would say, okay, well, the, we'll use the captain's initiative, but that doesn't make sense because some people, there are other people on the boat, right? Um, so I think there's there's a lot of, you can then start to incorporate elements into other elements of your gaming as well. Um, so yeah, d- try not to compare it to what you already play would be the the biggest one for me. Um, I mean... And in, sorry, I was just going to no, no, touch you, on, the you, other, on the other half, quickly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and for GMs helping people learn new systems, I would say, um, like we had 
in another system that we tried out for the first time recently, having a cheat sheet that you can um, either give out or just have on the other side of your DM screen so that everyone can see it or something like that, right? Where players aren't necessarily don't have to check with you everything that they're questioning. Yeah. Because that also does hold people back. They don't want to interrupt the flow of the game every five seconds to go. Uh, so armor class, how does that work again? Or Because if you're coming from a system that doesn't have that, you don't want to be that guy that's holding up everyone else's fun because you've got a question. And there are people that don't like that. Um, so having that kind of cheat sheet of, you know, a quick help would be a, a good thing as well. Yeah, I mean, I mean, first of all, I kind of want to, like, let's, go like take it step by step Mm -hmm. i mean the first thing is actually picking up a new system that is the the first thing actually getting the the drive because and i know it happened to me and i think it's probably most likely happened to you that when you are in that bubble of a specific system the thought of stepping outside of it is too daunting so when i was you know when i was um Pathfinder fanboy number one. What do you mean was? Uh, oh, I mean, <laughs> d- I'm nothing compared to what it no, used it's to true, be when I first um, You know, I'd have people like people that that we both know that are mm. that are kind of you know that were there during the early days of our role playing, saying to me, "Hey, let's try cyberpunk," mm. and I'm going, "No." No, I don't want to. I I want to try. I want to. I want to stick with Pathfinder. Uh, mm. Let okay. Let's try Traveler. Let's try Stars Without Number. Let's try Rollmaster. Let's try this. Let's try that. And every single time, I would kind of go, "No, I don't want to do it." And it wasn't until there was a reason we couldn't play Pathfinder, and I wanted to say, um. And I wanted to say that someone didn't turn up or the party was light or or something along the lines of, and we didn't find out until I, we were already like, where we yeah. were playing. And it was a case of, all right, we're going to do some Traveler then. And it that decision got taken away from me. Mm. The, the decision immediately got taken away from me. And I was like, oh, uh, hmm. You know, it's it's not Pathfinder though. I, I want to play path. No, no, we're, this is what we're doing. We're playing. We're playing Traveler. There we go. Here's a life path. Okay, so basically, I can give my character as much experience as I want, as long as I make the adequate roles. Yeah, yeah. You know, do you want to start your adventure when you're 15? Do you want to start your adventure when you're 20? When you're 25, 30, 35? And every time I was getting more and more into it, kind of going, all right, okay, so you went to medical school. Roll the dice. Then, yeah, I ended up making, like, a really fucking uh, rich um, injured... And I, and I said it on, on Matt Elfring's uh, mm. podcast. It, it was, like, a rich version of Dr. House because yes, he'd had an accident yeah. and he'd knackered his leg. And that, I just kind of went, okay, all right, it's different. It's different to mm. what I'm used to. You know, it's not a D20 system. We're rolling D6. Weird, but okay. And we actually had a really fun fucking time. And that was what kind of made me go, huh, there are other systems out there. Mm. 
and from yeah. then it was it was Rollmaster. That was the next thing. Rollmaster, I would recommend anybody play Rollmaster. Not because I'm a fan of the system, just because the amount you learn in uh, <laughs> you you learn how to roleplay playing Rollmaster because things can kill you like that. You know, there is no there's no quarter, and it's such an involved uh character creation process you don't want to die because yeah. it's going to take you four and a half hours to build a new one and so yeah that's that was the next thing it was okay rollmaster and then when we went to rollmaster tried 5e realized it was shit and moved on with my life um, me disagree, but, all right. <laughs> but you know i you know but that kind of gave me the the drive i needed so the best advice i can give to to any player let's let's use the example of someone and there's a lot of people out there who are stuck in the 5e bubble all right pick a system that is completely different yeah to what you're used to don't unless you are actively trying to shift from 5e don't go to Pathfinder. Yes. Unless you're one it, unless you, you know, and there was a lot of people in this boat that were sick of Wizards of the Coast and their shitty behavior that said, right, okay, we're going to go to Pathfinder. That's fine. Do that and enjoy the similarities. But if what you want is to try new systems and improve your your sort of experience in role-playing, go from 5e to Monster of the Week. Yeah, because there is nothing in that that you'll you'll connect. Yeah, you'll you'll force yourself into this this sort of rethinking and reimagining. I, I think as uh, well, like to, just just to add on that is everyone is going to have that that one system that, like you say, makes you go, "Oh, there is other systems that are fun," and it yeah. It, for for me, it was Fabula, right? Because I've tried mm. other systems in the past and I enjoyed them, but n- they never made me go, ah, oh, okay, until I played that first game of Fabula, mm. you know, at the, was it the end of last year, beginning of this year, something like that we started End it? of last year, yeah, I think. Yeah, end of last year. So, which made me kind of have that that New Year's resolution, you know, back, back when we did that episode of I want to try a bunch of new systems this year. And so far, I haven't. It's been fun. Um... So I, I think as well, I, I would say keep trying stuff until you have that aha moment because it will happen. Yeah, and it's, I mean, I think you touched upon it where you playing different systems will inform how you play <laughs> other systems, as it yeah. were. You know, there are things that I've introduced into my, into my Pathfinder campaign. One of them's a luck roll. You yeah. know? Are, are the guards are the guards paying attention? Roll a luck roll, see what happens, and you know things like that, and you know different sort of mindsets that you have depending on the system will inform how you play. Rollmaster was play defensively. It was you know don't yep. take anything for granted. You know in Pathfinder you see a group of goblins and it's like right. It's t- <laughs> it's killing time, and you'll go in and yeah. just wade through them. 
in Rollmaster, you find a group of goblins and it's like, we're going to die. <laughs> you know, they are going to kill us. Well, Stars Without Numbers is similar. It's it's another one of those systems that if you get into combat, people are going to die. It's a very unforgiving system. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and I, I had a similar thing because, I mean, as you know, I really struggled with roleplay. Um, like the, the math side of it and the mechanics, I was great at. Like that stuff came to me like that but role player really used to struggle with and i still do to a degree um like by no means am i saying i'm the best role player in the world now um like but it was playing a system like stars without number where like you say if you get into combat ggs start rolling a new character um that made me kind of start thinking about other conflict resolutions and how mm. to do them. And then that informed how I handle stuff in 5e now. I don't always jump straight to, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to run in and start swinging. Um, and, you know, and I think a, a great example of that was actually in what we recorded last night without giving too much away. The the idea I came up with of changing tactic mm. went away from confrontation and into a more, well, why don't we just go this yeah. way? <laughs> yeah it yeah playing playing different systems makes you a better role player um yeah absolutely um and so you don't have to kind of treat it as okay i'm giving this system up mm. and if you you know if you're tired of one system and you want to take a break mm. i mean personally i'm tired of pathfinder mm-hmm. you know well, i'm you've, you've uh, been playing it for like a decade at this point yeah, I'm, I'm I'm getting the point now. I'll still obviously I'll still run the lodge. Yeah, I've still got commit games I'm committed to. But when I'm thinking of future campaigns, I'm not thinking of oh Pathfinder. I'm thinking of okay, I've got this idea. What would be the system which would yeah. kind of fit it the best? I mean, case in point, um, when my homebrew finishes, I've got an mm. idea where, um we will kind of rewind back to a crucial point yes. of that campaign where a decision was made and the campaign continued. I'm going to kind of go, what if the opposite? Yes. What if the other decision, what would have happened then? And we're going to kind of explore that. But I don't feel Pathfinder works for that mm. because it is essentially the the world will be decimated it will be an um be an apocalypse but it will also be an apocalypse in regards to the deities and the pantheon they will no longer exist yeah so yeah technically i could get pathfinder i could hammer it into shape and mold it or i could use gods of the fallen which is a cipher based system which has that exact fucking premise yeah you know, um, and it's easy, it's narrative, it's, you know, so that's kind of what I'm leaning towards now. I'm having more fun with, like, Delta Green and Fabula. Oh, so fun. You know, where I don't so have to fun. constantly think about tactical combat and mm. and all that. And, you know, I think, I think Pathfinder and I need to take a bit of a break. Yeah. You and know. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that. Hmm. Um, and I also, I, I, was yeah, say, I also like um like with the the way that couch has kind of helped us learn fabula of just letting us 
explore the mechanics and then correcting where we need it. Uh, or the, you know, the odd, uh, do you want a fabulous? Or, you know, just dropping those little subtle hints along the way of you could, you know. Yeah. Um, can I can I just point out that the person who uses it's you, it's you, the yes. namesake mechanic of the fucking system, <laughs> you is hey, me. To be fair, to be fair, and I I realize by saying this, there is every chance I'm going to anger the dice gods again. My I've been rolling well recently. Yeah, but it's you can use fabulous points to change the story. Yeah, but the story is generally going the way I want because I'm rolling well. <laughs> Apart from that stupid Super Saiyan. <laughs> yeah, just, you know, there's, it's... Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I do agree. I do agree that, you know, and every time we, we kind of come across a new mechanic, it's okay, mm. now we're doing the dungeon mechanics. Now we're doing yeah. the... The sort of, I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a mass combat sort of mechanic. Yes, yeah. And, you know, it, it's it got some, Fabula does have some really interesting ideas. It does. Um, it's got some really cool stuff, really cool mechanics. Um, but, like, for example, I'm, in, I'm enjoying getting into Delta Green, and I'm enjoying, because obviously I already knew how to run Delta Green, but now yeah. where we've got a regular, regular. thing. Regular. Yeah, I'm getting a lot more into it as well. Getting a lot more into Blades in the Dark, mm. and you know these are systems that that are very different to what I'm used to, and it's just fun. It's just unadulterated fun. Not to say I don't have fun with Pathfinder anymore, but it's very different. The whole everything slows down because we're in a fight sort of thing yeah. gets to the point where it's like, ah, oh, we f- do we have to put a combat in? Can I just narrate it? Can't we just kind of roll 2d6 yeah. and see what the fuck happens? Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, you could. You absolutely could. Yeah. What's stopping you from doing that? Because I'm always critical of people who hack systems. So like, is it hacking a system I've... or is it just speeding up something that's going to take ages that doesn't need to take that long? Like, if you're I'd putting ra- in an easy encounter just to be a speed bump on the way, you know they're going to wipe the floor with it. Just uh, just quickly in the chat, Couch has actually put the the Fabula mechanic is the supremacy combat mechanic. Mm. Um, where you've basically got a tracker, and depending on how you do, that tracker moves either to in your favor or against you. Yes. Mm. And that was cool. I like that as well. Um, and like the fact that you can like use one of those dice to help out and it shifts yeah. back towards neutral or the other way, right? Yeah, it was, it's got it was really, really cool. got really interesting mechanics. I mean, mm. yeah, the games that I've I've kind of latched onto um, the th- like Fabula Ultima, Delta Green, Blades in the Dark, and Cipher. Mm. I think they kind of got mo- they kind of scratch most of my itches. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's always kind of good. And when I, I always feel really good when I kind of finish a Delta Green session. And, you know, you've provided the horror and the, <laughs> the, the mechanics kind of help. But to kind of um, go to the second part of the topic mm. is as a GM, how to help players learn new systems. 
And this is something I've been saying for, for quite some time, is don't tell the players mechanics. Don't tell them. New player comes in, don't bother with mechanics. Don't bother with going, okay, so you've got 30 foot of movement. You've got three actions. You've got this. You yeah. Just kind of go, what it, do you want to do? Them. Tell me what you want to do. Yeah. And then when the player says, okay, so I want to... I want to run up and smack this thing. Then you get, then you kind of go. I want to deck him in the schnoz. (laughs) I want to deck him in the schnoz. So then you kind of go, right. Okay. So that will be one action to move. One action to deck him in the schnoz. And you've got one action left. What do you want to do? And this is what you roll. So rather than get the player and give them a little brief tour and an introduction, just kind of go, no, no, just tell me what you want to do. And that's what well, I do in Delta Green. It's like, what do you want to do? That, that's also kind of, if you think back to the way back when, when we first started doing this, that's kind of how Scott taught us. Yeah. Like, we would literally say, can I do this? And he would go like, yeah. And then he'd find a way to let us, or if if we just couldn't, he'd be like, no, but you could probably try and do this. And he'd offer yeah. us like an alternative that is within the mechanics. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, I think like that was a really good thing for us because it, it it really felt like we were able to express what we wanted to do. Um, and that was a, a big, big help, I think, uh, for, for getting us, you know, into what is now a sizable portion of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Um, and a sizable and, portion of our finances. Yeah. um and i I think like that that was that was a really good thing for us right is i think like like you say giving them rather than overwhelming them with rules which you can do very easily i mean you look at the players handbooks and the the dm's guide and like in pathfinder you've got the what the pathfinder equivalents right um like they're chunky bits of text yeah i mean like they're a good few hundred pages blades in the dark is rules light yeah, exactly. That's right. a rules light system. And so, if you, you know, were to just throw that book at someone and be like, hm, "Learn it," they'd be like, "Nah, fuck this, I'm going home." Yeah, I mean, it, it's overwhelming. It's it's hard, mm. and especially if someone has got this preconceived notion of, "Okay, so I have to roll a d twenty and add my modifier." It's like, no, 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 you don't. Just Ooh. tell me what you want to do. You know, and then I will tell you how that resolves. I will translate it, as it were, into mechanic. You know, Delta well, Green. It's like, okay, what do you want to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, prime example of what you were just saying there about the the roles being completely different. You look at um, like Covenant Crucible when we were playing that, right? Mm. The way you use your modifiers and stuff is to build the target number that you then roll under. Yeah, it's it's complete opposite of what you would normally do in like Pathfinder and Five E, which is you set a DC as the GM and then they have to roll above that with their modifiers. It's like the complete opposite. Um, and that was, that was a really cool mechanic to me. I really like that. Um, but I think like it, it, what it all really comes, comes down to is once you've had that aha moment and you go, Oh, okay. I don't have to abandon what I love to enjoy all this other stuff. And especially like now, I mean, there there is new games popping up every five seconds at this point, right? I mean, Jesus, even I'm writing one. You are. <laughs> like, you know, 
It's, it, it, I, I like the concept of it. I think it's fun. I, I, do, we'll like I do like my names. I do like my names. But like, you know, it, th- there are games popping up left, right and center. And with like the game jams and stuff that we spoke about with some of our previous guests, mm. there is literally something out there to do whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. So just go out there and try them. And yeah. one day you'll have that, oh shit, I can enjoy other stuff. And then it'll just open such a big world for you. And even like, I've, I've now gone back to systems I didn't enjoy and re-looked at them since like having my aha moment. Uh, and I'm looking at them now, I'm like, oh, okay, I was just playing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's it. It's, you know, you, you come in with a mentality and yeah. you... Yeah, I mean, because I've, I've like I've told you guys regarding Delta Green, mm. you need to learn how to play it, and that yeah. isn't the mechanic side of it. No, it's the getting in the right mindset. You need to break the habits that you've mm. got. Um, yeah. One of the one of the ones when you guys went, um, I don't think you were you weren't there for this. They went into essentially a crime scene, and it was like, okay, so this crime scene has been already um looked over by the mm. by the police and and forensics and all that oh can we look it over again like why i don't know it's like these aren't town guard yeah these aren't you know these are these not are actual town forensic scientists these are, like... you know these are people who have the same stats as you mm. you know you are no you aren't special as it were and that that's something yeah. that a lot of people struggle with in Delta Green, that the fact that you're not special, you are just the same as Joe Blog yeah, NBC. Dave over there, um, mm. and I think as well that that was something that I struggled with a little bit as well is coming from like you know Pathfinder originally, and then moving into Five E. It's all systems where from level one you are already superhuman, right? Yeah. Um. And then to go into a lot of these other systems, especially the ones where it is like somebody looks at you funny, you die. Like, you know, Stars Without Number or Role Master that you've played. It's a really different mindset to get into. And if you don't get into the right mindset, you're not going to enjoy the game because what you are doing isn't not the right way to play. That's the like because there is no right way to play, right? But you're not going to get the most out of the system because you are you're playing it wrong. <laughs> like, there's, no, there's no nice you're way to say it. You're playing it wrong, right? but, <laughs> but you're playing you it wrong. Yeah, it, it's 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 like it's it's trying to find the right words. But like, I mean, if Blades, a system... in, Blades in the Dark is another example. Yeah, Blades in the Dark is a prime example of when people coming from D and D kind of go, okay, so I want to punch this guy. It's like, no, 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 let's that's. Don't tell me what you want to do. Tell me what you want to accomplish. Yeah. You know, don't tell me what you want to do. However you do it, that's the flavor that you add. But the dice roll is going gonna, is gonna to represent what you want to accomplish. So mm-hmm. it's a case of, okay, so do you want to knock this person out? Do you want to distract him so you can run away? Do you want to kill them? Okay, that is going to determine your position rolling. Yeah, and the effect that you're wanting to 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 sort of get. So, like most things are risky standard, but 
you know, yes. Desperate Great exists. And I, I had, a, I had my first. I think it was our first desperate role of the whole thing. Nothing. In... Um, no, I think there were desperate roles in the previous one. We just didn't count oh, them. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we should have counted them. But yeah, so it is again. It is it, you have to change the mentality mm-hmm. of kind of going, don't tell me what you want to do. Tell me what you want to accomplish, and that is yeah. going to to inform the dice roll. And then, yeah. however you want to flavor it, however I'm going to ask you, I'm going to say, what does it look like? Tell me. Yeah. You know, once um, the dice roll is out of the way, you tell me what it looks like. Yeah, and and I, I think that is that is the key to it, right? Is you you've got to change your mindset, and I think until you're in a position where you've had that. We, I mean, we, I, I keep going back to it, but that moment where you have that realization of you can enjoy these other systems, you're going to struggle to do that because the minute that happens and you have that, oh, okay. So if I, okay, I just change this approach and this is really fun, like I had with Fabula. Um, it then going back and looking at Stars Without Number, which at the time, I enjoyed it, but I didn't find it that fun because I got a bit bored because like there was no mm-hmm. combat, but that's not the point of the system. The, the, the combat isn't meant to be the focus. Like it is in your five E's and your pathfinders where 90% of the mechanics are around those combat interactions. Yeah. Um, it's the other way around in a game like stars without number. So you have to shift your mindset and until you're, in the right headspace to do that, you're going to struggle. So that would be the the key to me, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I agree. It's it's all about the mindset that you're in. Mm. Uh, but you know, don't hesitate to try new systems. No, yeah, yeah. You're Definitely. going to find something phenomenal. You're going to find a gem. You're going to find something mm. that you really resonate with. And I've kind of found that recently, where I've I've got these systems, and I really resonate with them to the point where, yeah, Pathfinder's there. But, you know, if if right now, given a choice, if I had to say, let's pick up some dice and start playing, my first call would probably be Delta Green. Mm-hmm. My first thing would be like, okay, let's, yeah, I'm going to play some Delta Green. Then it probably would be Blades in the Dark, then Fabula. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, Pathfinder's still there. I still enjoy it, but it's, you know, I'm getting so much fun out of these other games. I think for me, 5e is still my first choice if I was to run a game. But I think that's purely because I'm not comfortable enough in the other systems yet. Hmm. If that makes sense. Because, I mean, well, I mean, you saw how long it took me to even DM my first game of Pathfinder, right? That didn't happen until I basically quit Pathfinder. Because um, I, I, I've always been wanting to I, I like to know everything before i tackle this element <laughs> yeah because <laughs> that's just the way i am right um so i think for me like i would i would love to run a game of fabula but i feel like i need to get more comfortable with the system and the rules before i did that but i would love to um so it's definitely like like you say it's made the list but for me 5e is still at the top because it's the one i'm most comfortable in and i haven't had that burnout moment yet I know it's coming. I can feel it coming, but I'm not there yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm hesitant to call it burnout, but it's, it's the point of kind of going right. I've kind of milked this for all it's worth now. Mm. You yeah. know, um, I don't. I, you know, I, 
when I prepare a Pathfinder game, if there's no combat in the game, I feel like there's something missing. Yeah. You know, so you end up shoehorning in these combats. Oh, it's a random encounter. It's like, why? You know, whereas, you know, I'd rather just kind of go, you know, here's a system. This, this, you know, this is a basic, I mean, not necessarily rules light. They can be quite complex and quite crunchy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jesus, we saw it in, um, in Covenant and Crucible. That's a crunchy yeah. system. Yeah. But, Fuck me, it's narrative. Kind of and fun. It's fun. Yeah. You know, you're not tied to anything. You're not tied to, oh, my character can do this. That's all I'm doing. It's a case mm. of, all right, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm thinking well, I should go about it. I think as well, like the 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 key difference with something like like Hoven, right? Is it's not that this is what I'm good at, so this is what I do. It's this is what I'm best at but I can still have a go at anything else. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the key difference, right? Whereas a lot of the other stuff, like if you take something like, like 5e, for example, if you are, if you have like a negative deck score, the chances of you picking a lock with like a DC 15, like check. Yeah, to, it's to, not happening. No, like if you've got a negative two to your deck score, you've got to roll a 17 to Which... pick that lock. Like, which kind of, for me, becomes a bit of a contradiction. Here mm. you have this game where you technically can do anything, but at the same time, you've got these mechanics that say, no, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, and that, for me, is a massive contradiction. And yeah. it's as present in 5 years as it is in Pathfinder. It's and a case of, you know. I think, I think it always comes back to, like, I mean, we've all heard those horror stories of, like, oh, yeah, it was meant to be a really easy thing, but they all rolled like shit. Well, then don't make them roll. If it's mm. meant to be a really easy, like, if you said it's stupidly easy so that they succeed, don't roll. Just narrate what they do when they yeah. get there. And they're like, oh, we want to pick this lock. Cool, you pick it. Don't overcomplicate it if it means that you're going to end up sitting there going, oh, why the fuck did they all roll bad? And now my stories hit a wall because I needed to go through that door and now they can't get through the door. Mm. Like just don't, don't make them roll for stuff that could mm. screw with the story. <laughs> well, anyway, I think we should um, kind of take a Move look along. at the notice board today. Yes. Um, but before we do, I just yes. want to give a little shout out to our wonderful partners um, mm-hmm. who, you know, who support us, who support the show. Um, first of all, I want you guys to check out Deals of Opportunity. Um, it's an automatic, simple, and free way to save on the tabletop role-playing games that you want. You just add your drive through RPG and Dungeon Masters Guild wishlist, and you get notified anytime a title on your list goes on sale. So you just need to set it up and save. I use it all the time. I genuinely Honestly, use it all the time. With, with how much money everyone spends on this hobby saving anything is always good 10 discount there 20 percent discount there means more systems means more books books. exactly yeah um i've been there's a a book i've been keeping an eye on and i got a message earlier today and it's like oh i've just spent money on a holiday click (laughs) no no i did not i spent money on a holiday but deals of opportunity did let me know it was cheaper Mm -hmm. so yeah, check that out. Our second partner tonight is 13th Moon Games. It is a family-run indie company out of Wyoming, USA that created the tabletop role-playing game Covenant Crucible 
which we've mentioned ad nauseum. Massive so fans good. of it. Um, <laughs> it is a game of modern day witchcraft. Imagine John Wick and the last witch hunter had a really pretty baby. That's kind of the game that that would result. Um, so if you want to learn more, or you're interested in joining the official Discord, check them out on Instagram and message them there, 13th Moon Games, or on Patreon, 13th Moon Games. So thank you, guys. Yep. Fantastic system. I love it so much. Right, notice board. Okay, we know notice what, board. We know what that means. We do know what that means. I think it is time to roll for initiative. It is indeed time to roll for initiative. Okay, so today, my weapon of choice, I'm using this weird sort of crimson. Uh, it's like I'm just, a very orangey crimson yeah, sort of. I, I've just gone standard bit. black dice, white white inking. Okay, yeah, I can see it. I can see it on the YouTube yeah, feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Okay, then. Let's roll. Fuck. What's yours? Mine is a natural one. But I've lost for sure. I rolled a 10. <laughs> Mine is a natural one. Uh, there you go. There you go, guys. <laughs> it was a natural I know, one. I know. I know. Hence my nickname on Mastodon. Have you only just got that? Seriously? No, I, I, no but it's the first time you've rolled a natural one in front of me. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I'll give you that. I've been hanging on to that joke for years. <laughs> That's why I made it first. I know. Now, yeah, so you're up first, buddy. You are up I first. Am. Tell I'm me. I'm taking a sip of my drink, but I've got to talk. Um, so, so I've chosen two things this week. All right. Talk to me about your two things. So the first one I'm going to talk about um, is it's a really, really cool little thing. And I say little thing because it's literally called a tiny TTRPG engine, and it's called Go. All right, okay. Talk to me about Go. So essentially, um, the, there's free PDFs that you could download to literally play this thing. The yeah. character sheets are three text boxes and a heart right. to put your hit points in, um, which is, hello, my name is, my archetype is, which means I can. So it's literally space to put a character name, put your archetype, which you choose from a list of four, and then you write down what your abilities are. That's it. All right. <laughs> um but it's really really cool it's one of those systems where if like like you were saying earlier right let's say you've you've turned up maybe somebody's running a little bit late so you don't want to get started with the main game you're playing that night um it's a system that has a set time limit to it so you play for 10 minutes and then it ends that's it um so essentially the the players have 10 minutes to achieve the goal okay How it works, they will choose a archetype. So you've got like a, a healer, a mage, a tank, or a rogue. Classic, yeah. you know, sort of RPG archetypes. Mm. Um, and then that gives them different abilities. So a healer, uh, you can choose a real pal and restore 1d6 of their hit points twice each game. Um, yeah. The mage can roll on the following table twice each game, which is like a spell, essentially. Yeah. Um, and that deals damage equal to the number you rolled times two. And then the rogue can choose a person nearby. And, but basically, they all have their own like little abilities, right? I'm not going to go through all of them. Yeah. Um, but then like for the, the guide, 
their rule set for the the person running running in air quotes the game because it's very very quick stuff mm. um is literally keep the following npcs in mind there's three flavors a pushover with six hit points a menace with 12 and your bbeg has 24 hit points that that's it should combat occur players act first then an npc and so on until you decide it's resolved okay that's it <laughs> i like turn, it players can yeah. attack go or use an ability uh go i'm assuming means movement travel a short distance yeah all right okay that's that's it um and then there's a, a d6 to roll for choosing what quest they're on as a party that's amazing that's the all entirety right. of the system um now what's really cool is they've got different um like pre pre-designed spreadsheets and quest lists and stuff like that for a whole bunch of different settings as well yeah. so the one that i've just been reading is from the fantasy setting they've also if you download the pdf which you can do from the website directly um, yeah. they've got rules for fantasy mystery which i thought might tickle your pickle science uh, fiction yeah. and western which tickled my pickle because I was yeah. looking for a way to run a Western game a little while ago. So it's really, really cool. Um, and it is just one of those, those games where if people are running late and you just want to quickly just get something, get the dice going, get people thinking in that role-playing headspace, pull out, it's literally one sheet of paper per, per system, right? Yeah. Um, and the only real difference is, is the flavorings for those systems which means that using these mechanics, you could pretty much create a different setting quite easily yeah. just by populating some D6 tables. <laughs> That's it. No, I like it. I, you know, so I do it's, like... It's really, like, really cool. I like simplicity in systems. I do like... Yeah. You know, and it's, it's something you can always build upon. That's, that's the beauty of it. When you have a system that's overly complex, you're kind of locked in. But when it's simplicity... Do whatever the fuck you want, and it's absolutely great. Um, so where can we find this? Where? Uh, so the website that we've got for them is uh, tabletoff.itch.io forward slash go. Cool. Uh, so we'll put a, a link to that in the, the thingy on the, the YouTube and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, and it's just awesome. And I literally, I read it and I was like, this is awesome. And I fell in love with it a little bit. So I've, I've got all the PDFs and I'm going to be running some stuff in it very soon. I'm sure. <laughs> cool. That, that does sound awesome. I am, uh, I'm looking forward to, to you running something and me being a player pain yes. in your ass. Yeah, we'll see. All right. So, um, one of the things I've got this week. Um, is a podcast. Ooh. All right. And this one is called Galactic Pursuits, Shadows okay. of the Force. All right. So with that name, you can probably guess there's a Star Wars theme. I was going to say that sounds a little bit Star yeah, Wars-y. <laughs> we like Star Warses. We do. We do like the Star Warses. All right. So this was submitted by Judah Lag. Um... And he is, if I'm not mistaken, he is the GM of this. So, right, here's the concept. And I think you, this, you're going to get a kick out of this. It is a group of players divided in two, right? Okay. Three of them play um, Jedis. 
Right. Four of them play bounty hunters. Oh. All right. And so essentially what it is, is during the sort of Jedi purge, you have these Jedis that are on the run. And you've got the bounty hunters that have to capture them. And if that wasn't fucking awesome enough, here's the kicker, right? The Jedis are level seven. Mm -hmm. Okay. But they've got no weapons. They've got no gear. They've got no money. The bounty hunters are level four. They have gear. They have money. They have weapons. And it is all done in, I believe it is the SW5E system, which is a Star Wars take on 5E. 5E, yes. I've I've read that and I just thought that is right up your fucking alley. Yeah, it is. (laughs) That's awesome. So the episodes are divided in two, literally every Mm. episode. You get half the episode where you see it from the Jedi's perspective. And then you get half That's the so episode cool. when you see it from the bounty the hunters. The bounty hunters. That's so and cool. And it's fucking, it's such a good concept. I mean, unfortunately, I don't have a massive amount of time to listen to podcasts that are submitted. But holy shit, this one is definitely, yeah. <laughs> I might have to try find some time for this. Yeah, that sounds so cool. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it does. It sounds... It sounds really fucking interesting. And it, this is, it's always a, I think it's a staple of, mm. of, um, system, no, system of sort of game world design. When you kind of go, what if we had two parties? What if we had, and it's always the sort of thing that I've always kind of gone, mm. seems a bit done. It seems a bit too much. It, you know, there's going to be a lot, I'm going to have to invest a lot. Of time and a lot of well, essentially you're running two, two campaigns, right? Yeah, but these guys are actually doing it. That's the beauty. Yeah, of it. that's that's awesome. That's yeah, so the, cool. The amount of times that we've gone, oh, this would be cool. We run one party as the villains and one party as the thing. They don't know each other, and all of a sudden, and but yeah, these guys are actually fucking doing it. Um, that's so, cool. so yeah, it was submitted by Judah Lag. And it is a galactic pursuit, shadow of the force, and all they all I had was a, um, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was an Acast. Mm. Um, so it would be shows.acast.com forward slash galactic pursuit shadows of the force, all hyphenated. So, yeah, awesome. it, it does sound pretty cool. I did listen to a tiny bit. Sound quality is fucking crisp. Mm-hmm. I, I do Jealous. pay attention to that. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that's kind of why I pay attention. I'll listen to yeah. a podcast and go, well, fuck. <laughs> we, we sound like shit. <laughs> Dude, but that's, that's the thing, though. Like, the amount of times that I've listened back to, like, our first few episodes, I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> Yeah, when I was when I was editing the clip show, and it was like, Oof, yeah. that's, oh, yeah. that's rough, man. Oh, how things have changed. Yeah, I now <laughs> actually add some production. Yeah. Who'd thunk it? Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I I did grab a second uh, thing to chat about. 
Yeah. Because oh. it caught my eye uh, when they they commented on one of our threads posts where we do, you know, the, hey, if you want us to talk about stuff, let us know. Okay. Um, and it was, um, basically, it was um, the, the, the person that put it in and their sister um, make tabletop gaming accessories and stuff like that. Um, so I wanted to take a look at that because, as you know, I like to do a fair bit of crafting-y stuff for the yeah. hobby, right? Um, and I immediately wanted to throw away all of my stuff because... Jesus, they're better than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's um, the problem with this podcast is we constantly are confronted with people who are who are in times <laughs> in every fucking way. Like, ah, yes. well, good job we don't have self esteem <laughs> issues. But one of the things they had that was really really cool and and kind of the reason I wanted to talk about it was they do these um, gaming bundles where you get a dice bag a dice tray and a spell book that are all like the same design so you can actually get like a full set for your character that looks really really cool and what's really cool with the spell books as well is they're designed to take like the spell cards um that they like that you can get so like i've got like these right for uh cleric spells right yeah and you i mean you can get them for like any any system but they're designed to basically take those cards in. So rather than it being like a notebook that you've got to write down all the rules for your spells or anything like that, it's just like um, like a book of sleeves that you could just slot these cards into and build yeah. out your spell book. And then you've got like an actual spell book for your wizard or your artificer or insert spell book using class here, um, which is really, really cool. And I quite like that. Um, and then the fact that it all kind of matches is quite cool. Um, but then they also do some stuff that's really, really, really cool which is they do hand-painted miniatures and busts. Yeah, yeah I'm so, saying that. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a look at that now. Yeah, like, you can get a horned ancient red dragon, which is just absolutely phenomenal. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop this up on the screen if I can. Holy shit, yeah, that is... Yeah. That is fucking sweet. Yeah. Uh, yes, okay, that is the right... Just looking at the right screen. I mean, that dragon just looks phenomenal. Um, and then I look at the stuff that I paint, and I'm like, <laughs> I need to stop. Because <laughs> it's yeah. just incredible stuff, man. It's so, so good. Um, and, yeah, like, it, it's it's phenomenal um, that, you know, there's people this talented out there doing stuff. Um, have, have, you yeah. seen their di- have you seen their dice displays? I have. They're awesome. Uh, so that was, <laughs> that was actually it's... the next thing I was going to show. Uh, oh, because man. there's one that like... really, really intrigued me, which was the uh, the Tropical Island one. Yes. Um, so let me, let me get the picture of that up on uh, on here as well. Um, so yeah, so it's this one here with the, the Tropical Island. Uh, so you can send your dice on a vacation. So r- rather than dice jail for the naughty dice, if you've got one that's rolling hot, you can send them on a nice little beach vacation. Yeah, I mean that is that is amazing. I like that. Um, yeah, they've got some really cool stuff. Yeah, they really do. They really, really do. So that that's uh, geekytendencies.com. Go check them out. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, oh, and okay. yeah, I just I just had to dive into that because yeah, it's great. Yeah, and also if you want to follow them, they are at geeky underscore tendencies 
on yes. threads you know give them a follow check out the other stuff that are going to come out with because guaranteed it's going to be phenomenal oh, right. absolutely i do have another podcast oh, um another two podcast podcasts. yes okay so this one was submitted uh by at games Mac game master monday on threads and you know they told us that they've got a pretty fun podcast that that plays and a new one shot in a new system that plays a new one shot in a new system with an entirely new cast every episode um but they've recently wrapped up a limited series show called bella's comet and alongside the brilliant at Slayers the Star Stars under under Jesus Christ. We're not working today. Words, John. <laughs> at Slay the Stars underscore podcast and at Corrosive Squid. And that is a limited run. Um and it is Bella's Comet. And before we started, I went, you know what? I'm gonna give it a bit of a listen. Mm. How long did it take me to kind of go, oh yeah, I like this. <laughs> It took him all of two seconds. He like he heard the intro. He was like, "I'm hooked." <laughs> it was fucking proper eighties synth, and he's like, "I am so fucking there for this." It's like, and add to playlist. <laughs> yeah, I'm adding. Just, I mean, I, I, you know, I just kind of want the thing. But so, Bella's comment is it's a sci-fi pi- cyberpunk story. Um, that's been played in the Ark Doom system, which we're gonna have to you know google that at some point because i've never heard of it um but bella's comet hit the earth 500 years ago the comet contained all the needed components to send the planet into a technological super age a city was even built in its crater to maximize access to its resources now the comet is set to return and usher in a new age of prosperity however one scientist after discovering an ancient book of prophecy believes the comet will actually destroy the city a rebel, an ex-cop, and a teacher now have to save the city and stave off the comet before time runs out. I love that little group. An ex-cop, a rebel, an ex-cop, and a teacher. I think I, that's I think amazing. that's that is an awesome group. Dynamic. Oh my god, that is! Yeah, oh now. my god, that's so cool. But yeah. 80 like the the set i mean yeah we're doing we're doing um like some actual play stuff we're like bringing mm. out the crit list and yes i'm not yeah i'm not putting ambience in there it's like you know these do these guys do and they do it fucking well 80 yes. cents if you want to if you want to get me hooked yeah just some 80 synth and i'm fucking there yeah, pretty much but i mean that's once again us being confronted by people much more talented than us that is true that is true <laughs> happens too yeah. often <laughs> we're we're happy to be spectators in other people's expertise yes cheerleaders as it were yes from the I comfort am, of our living rooms because i am full of cheer yes so i'm i'm, I'm gonna need a deception roll on that please <laughs> I'm sorry, a deception roll? What's that? Fine. A bluff check. Not even a bluff check. <laughs> what is it? It probably is deception. I was just being... <laughs> just being a dick. Being a dick. <laughs> I, I, thought was, I thought it was bluff in Pathfinder. Um, It's bluff in Pathfinder 1st edition. I think it's... Oh, do they change it? it? Um, 
Well, yeah. there you go. Copying us. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they are, they are copying. A really common English word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shall like, we? We need a word for this. We need a word. Somebody get the dictionary. <laughs> Somebody get the dictionary. Get, get a thesaurus. We've used Ugh. we've used bluff. This is second edition. Damn it! We bluff need a sounds too. Word. <laughs> bluff sounds too first edition. We Ugh. need to modernize bluff. Shall we migrate to the lounge? I think we should. I think we should because we're going down a tangent. <gasps> we are. We're going down a rabbit hole, and it's not the time nor the place. <laughs> I, lo- I love rabbit holes. I mean, fuck it. That's what made us popular. Rabbit hole. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right. So <laughs> it's going to be a D three this week. Yes, it is um, a D three this week. Okay. So let me just bring up my faithful dice cam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, All right. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go one two couch. Yes. Two, four, Chris. Yes. And 5-6. Five, 5-6, six. Five, six, Daryl. Daryl it is. Cool. Let's have a look at what Daryl's got for us. Okay. Okay, so Daryl kind of posted this as, as a follow-up to something we did previously. We yes. were talking about the benefits of um, role-playing mm. for, for mental health. And his question is... Um, or he would like us to kind of probably take a look at the effects of both good and bad GMs on mental health. Yes. Um, so, you know, how how do you think that, that, you know, how what role do you think a GM plays in, in the comfort oh. and safety? I think a massive one, right? Because when you've got a... A, a GM at the table, they are the kind of responsible body for, you know, what happens at that table, right? So, yeah, it, it's that, 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 I mean, that's why some people don't want to do it, right? It is a big responsibility um, that you are taking on, and this is part of it. And I think if things aren't handled correctly, or if you touch on something that you maybe shouldn't have, things like that, it, it can cause issues. I mean, like a, a, a prime example of something that you can do to to help prevent that, right, is when we started playing, I think it was the, was it the Covenant Crucible play that we did? Um, when they found out that you and me don't drink, the first thing they said is, oh, okay, is, is that a problem if there's drinking yeah. in the game? Or And it, it's those sorts of things, right, is having, again, it, <sighs> What it all comes down to is something that we've said God knows how many times on this show at this point of how important a session zero is with your players. Yeah. Um, and finding out where the lines are because mm-hmm. I've been at tables where people have crossed those lines and I've seen how badly it can affect somebody mentally. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not good. Like it's hey. not. So. It's, I mean, I I think I mean to kind of be a bit more draconic than you. I mm. think all the responsibility is on the GM. Yeah, like every every inch of responsibility. A player can be 
A player can be a dick, let's be honest. A player can be mm-hmm. a dick. A player can be that arsehole at the table that makes everybody uncomfortable. But until the mm-hmm. GM steps in and goes, stop. Yeah. Then that player is gonna is gonna be allowed, is gonna kind of take that as an allowance to carry on doing things and carry on being being um that person at the table that nobody really wants. And there are tools to to help GMs, like you've got the X cards and the mm-hmm. you know, I saw I saw one the other day that had a spin on the X card, which was like a, a traffic light system. There was like red, green, and amber. Yeah. And well, I mean, you know, um where's mine? my carry on um yeah my my you know my games are you know notoriously quite adult orientated i've i've got a dark sense of humor i don't shy away from from dark topics um but i'm always trying to when i get when i find something that i look at i kind of i'm happy to kind of go right if you want if you know if if this is a bridge too far yeah let me know in any way you feel comfortable all right because yeah, I, mean, I understand that my uh my personality and my sort of tolerance for things is going to be different to the players and when i'm for example in the in the lodge i'm playing with people i don't normally play with me yeah. playing with my regular table is very different to me playing in the lodge because when I'm playing in the lodge, it's like, I'm going to be careful. This is something I'll flag little things in the adventure and just kind of go. I mean, mm. for the most part, it's it's a moot point because Pathfinder society adventures are very sort of yeah, universal. Yeah, yeah. But there yeah. are things that slip in. There are things that go past yeah. the net and slip past the goalie. And you just kind of got to, okay, I've got to be careful with this. I've got to be careful with that. I've got to allude to this, but not directly mm-hmm. and again you know i've had players in my games that are you know 10 11 12 years old it's like okay so this part of the the thing is getting alluded to or i'm going to put a comedic spin on it or yeah. something like that to make it a fun sort of horror as opposed to existential dread and yeah. when we got when we started playing delta green i think i surprised a lot of you when i went uh, these are trigger warnings because i know this system i know how dark i know how twisted and i know how much it can challenge people in other systems like pathfinder i've always got that as an option i Mm -hmm. can dial up the 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 discomfort for added effect knowing the table that i'm playing with gives me a, a good sort of sense as to how much i can do that but when you're playing delta green and it's there and it's part of the story you have to kind of go we are gonna have to kind of go through this now i need you to be honest with me i need you to kind of go nope x card whatever however you want to do it but it is 100 percent the gm's responsibility to ensure the well-being of their players and yeah, when a GM when a GM fails that, it's it's horrifying. Yeah. No, it, I mean it, it absolutely is. I mean, like for for me, the the reason I was trying to get my laptop uh, on because I have, I literally in my Obsidian um, like workspace, I have what I call my no no list. Um, 
which is it's something again i i go through it in the session zero and I've, i i say to my players look i've if there is anything that you do not want brought up during a campaign or anything like that let me know you don't have to do it now in front of everybody right because some people are just too shy to put their hand up and be like i don't really want to talk about this topic or that topic so i'd say just let me know you can send me a text send me a message whatever um and i'll I'll add it to my list and whenever i'm building out you know in the next part of the story i'll regularly consult that list and if, if it's on the list i don't put it in there simple as that yeah um it's, and it's it, it's it's game changing because it just it's means that not a hard thing to do mm. and, and that's what really annoys me yeah that it's, it's so super simple simple it's mm. you know it's super simple it's kind of going are you guys okay no what can i do to change that yeah. but when you know every time there's a discussion of x cards or any any sort of safety device, safety mechanic, there's always a subset of people kind of going, oh, well, if you don't want to play, don't come and sit at my table. It's like, mm. there is an element of truth to that, but at the same time, there isn't. It's, a, it's an invalid point. because yeah, Just because uh, the table that you play with, again, like I say, I'm, I'm quite culpable of having mm. a very dark and twisted sense of humor when it comes to playing with the people who know me. Yeah. The people who know me, the people who've played with me for years, they will groan, they will kind of, oh, for fuck's sake, John. And, but we will <laughs> move on. But, you know, it's, if the moment one of them turns around and kind of goes, yeah, I'm not 100% comfortable with yeah. that, it's like, okay, Ooh. I crossed the line, yeah. I'm sorry, let's move on. Yep. Uh, it won't happen again. And, you you know, you have to, it is your responsibility to make the experience as enjoyable as possible yeah. for every single person at the table. And if you and I mean, don't do that, you have failed as a GM. Yeah. Uh, and just to touch on something that uh, Ray's just put in the chat as well, uh, big story moments and stuff as well can also have a huge impact on players, right? Like NPC deaths, things like that. They, they could get really attached to a, a character that you've put in front of them. Um, because it reminds them of somebody that you know they may have lost or that they just have grown an attachment to something like that and then that character gets killed off that can also create issues and it's stuff that you've got to be aware of so yeah i've never really i'm just trying to remember whether i've actually done that or not um don't get me wrong killed player characters yeah all the time but um in terms of like I think the only times um, NPCs have been killed off is have been, it's been massively foreshadowed mm. to the point of this is going to be a narrative moment. I'm building up to a possible thing. And yeah, yeah I, I know that it, it can be. And I personally, uh, at the table I, I'm at, I don't really shy away from that because I think tragedy can create a compelling narrative mm -hmm. yeah. um but then if i like for example i'm happy to run a game of kids uh what is it tales from the loop mm. yeah tales from the loop nobody dies yep and that's a mechanic that is codified in the book nobody yep. dies in this system it's like all right okay i'm, I'm happy to run that 
Um, again, it's knowing your table, it's knowing yeah. your players, and having that feedback with your players. You know, I think it's hugely important and listen and pay attention. I think that's the, I, I think that's that's what it always boils down to, right? Is communicate. Yeah, we we've said it <laughs> all the time. Talk to each other. Yeah, talk to each other. At the end of the day, like how did we're, how we're did you say it in, have fun? How did you say that in one episode? I'm not giving you another clip. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no, I do the shorts now. Fuck you. <laughs> you do some of them. I do the rest. <laughs> it's true. You do do some of them. You do two. Fuck. You like you did the two last week and I went, oh, no, I want to do another one. And I did one. Yeah, no, I've had a point. No, I'm not saying it. <laughs> <laughs> There's a short out there. The people know what I said. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, essentially that. Do that. Uh, use your voice box and talk to people. Um <laughs> um yeah because i mean at the end of the day right we're all doing this to have fun we're all doing this to enjoy ourselves and having a good time is so so good not just for your mental health but just for your physical health as well right having an enjoyable time makes your body feel better um yeah agreed and it's it's just yeah to, to not do everything you can to make sure that everybody at that table is having a having fun. Almost gave you a clip there. <laughs> I might. I, I, I think I, I think I can pull a couple of clips from today. Yeah, I'm sure you can. But like, if you're not doing everything in your power to make sure that everybody playing playing has fun, right, and has a good time, you're not. What are you doing? Like just yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, just you know, just find a different table, find different players, yeah. go away, um, yeah. and that's it, you know. But yeah, that was a really interesting topic, and mm. you know, Daryl, thanks a million for for kind of uh, sending that in. You know, um, I think topics like that, you know, we do like to be levit. You know, we do like our levity. We do like to be dicks. Yeah, I know, I do. Um, but at the same time, having topics like that that just kind of get us thinking and you know thinking earnestly as well using our brains using our brains as well as our <laughs> mouths <laughs> wow there you go <laughs> okay so yeah just uh yeah daryl so thank you very much but thank you to to all our collaborators mm-hmm. who send in these topics to kind of keep us keep us busy and entertained Thank you to everybody who sent in um, a submission for the notice board. As mm-hmm. you can see, we've tried to up how many we get through per week because we got lots. And so um, but keep keep sending them in. You know, we we love to hear from you. We love to hear the sort of things that you're creating, the sort of things that you're bringing to the proverbial table, as it were. And we just we we love finding people who are better than us in every single conceivable way and you know promoting you and and giving you the platform to to kind of hopefully grow and if what we do gives you one extra listen one extra purchase one extra view then that's it we're we're happy we're We're doing our job (laughs) yeah we've done what we're here to do um also thanks to our partners um 
<coughs> excuse me, thanks our partners, 13th Moon Games and Deal- Deals of Opportunity. Check them out. They are some fantastic um, resources and fantastic mm-hmm. system as well. We do talk about COVID and Crucible quite a we lot. Do. We are fans. It's so and, good. And, and we're going to be in it. Yeah. We're going to be in Unbound. And I can't wait. As oh, podcasters. I'm so yeah, I'm so excited. So, um, also, thank you to you, Justin, for spending some time with me today. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, buddy. Yeah, it's always fun. Would you like to tell people, you know, whereabouts they can find you on the interwebs? Of course. Uh, So, I am on most places at Just An Accurate TV um, and also in the Discord and on our Facebook group. Yeah, as for me, you can find me at Natural Juan. Uh, at dice.camp on Mastodon. Uh, You can also find me behind all of the social interaction and all the idiocy that comes out of my, well, my thumbs, as it were, on uh, threads, on Instagram, on Blue Sky, at at Too Legit to Crit. Um, I'm also active on the Facebook group. Pop by and say hello. Interact with us. Chat with us. We, We love to hear from you. If you like what you see, if you like what you hear, give us a like, give us a subscribe. Tell your friends about us because that's how we grow. The more people that we can reach, the more people that we can help promote and the more people we can meet and bring on the show and do all these wonderful things that we never expected we'd be doing a year ago. But most importantly, oh, sorry, I did forget. Thank you to everyone who who joined our chat today. Um, mm-hmm. It's great to see you guys. Great to interact with you guys. We love you. Um, and now, most importantly, thank you to everyone who spent time out of their busy day listening to two idiots waffle on about tabletop role-playing games. Thank you very much. Good night.